are you from? Um, I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. I'm born and raised in Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. And so, like, what led you, like, how did you start rapping? Like, how did you get into it? Well, um, rapping, I, at first I was writing poetry. I know a lot of our okay. <laughs> artists' okay. stories start with poetry, right. just really figuring out the context <laughs> and structuring of words and metaphors and yeah. the different rhyme schemes and so on and so forth. So um, I started rapping, uh, writing. Uh, raps in the seventh grade um, at Chestain and um, it just developed over time me and my me and my cousin real close he's like a brother to me um, we started rapping together um, and and um, me and another guy that that was classmates we were real close friends we were all rapping together around the same time so I was rapping with my with my cousin but then I had another situation when I was rapping with my with my homie from school and um that was really the start of it just really it wasn't any recording just writing um all writing and filling up notebooks um and that's what started it. Um, my curiosity with music probably came from my father. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to listen to a lot of old school music, Rick James, Temptations, Otis Williams, mm-hmm. uh, Otis Redding, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Prince, Michael Jackson, all across the board. Right. Um, as far as the older artists are concerned. Um, but when it came to rap, I kind of got into that on my own moving um, to Mississippi because I was born and raised in, in Mississippi but uh, shortly after I was born my, my mother moved to Chicago with my father right. and um, after they divorced we moved back here so I was in Chicago for maybe the first eight years of my life and then when I moved back here that's when I really got introduced to the South and rap music and XYZ you know so um, that, that just over time my my being around music and my curiosity is what led me to music. And like you said, like, yeah, that's a beautiful process. And I think, like, your story speaks to, like, basically how it is. Like, how you know that there are people that are in Chicago and most of the time, like, you have family that's in Mississippi because so many of, like, the people that were there just migrated and went up north. And then to come back here and then still find your place, like, in music. Right. Um, that's, that's, that's crazy. Like, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, and so right. I want to talk about, like, your creative process. Um, so uh-huh. when you're, like, how does inspiration for music look like um, for you? Because I know in even stepping into that myself, um, it started with poetry the same way. And I feel like it happened a little later, you know. Um, but... I think sometimes it's like as creators or as musicians, like anything, um, you kind of have to get used to not always being inspired or, you right. know, like taking that rest period and understanding that that is a part of your process. So I want to talk about like your creative process and how you deal with like not wanting to create sometimes and and like how how do you keep up? You know what I'm saying? Like what, what does your... Like process of documenting, like how how does that creative process work? Well, uh, it was it's something that I've had to grow into, adjusting um, to the fact that with 
having an actual job, right. uh, a lot of times time can get away from you. You just can't really make the time to create in those particular pockets. Right. And then when you do get 30 minutes to an hour to try to create, you're really forcing it. So if yeah. you don't really create anything of substance. So um, the, that's, that, that was probably the, the biggest transition and work for me as far as my creativity is concerned mm-hmm. learning how to adjust to life because in college and well in college specifically and after college I was so used to being able to create all the time right. I, I'd stay up until 6 o'clock in the morning or whatever the case may be do whatever do whatever I needed to do in order to be able to um, create and make sure that I was uh, always highly creative so once life starts setting in and I'm I'm developing all of these responsibilities, sometimes it'll be depressing because I, I, I'm looking at how much I used to create and, uh, you know, how that's slowing down and I'm not able to get to it as much. So it would bother me, of course, because I feel like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, but over time, I, I've, I've, I've adapted to it. Um, and, and and all I can say is if with me and my creative process, if I hear an instrumental that speaks that that pulls it out of me, it gives excuse me, it gives me that energy, mm-hmm. then I can create at the at the drop of a hat. I can I can pull something out, whether it, whether it's just a hook uh, or if I start rapping, you know, trying to structure verses or whatever or concepts just just uh voice memo and concepts yeah. that's kind of what my creativity has has turned into now yeah. um but because of my my need in other areas of my life yeah. so um it's still there you know i, I still got but it, it was hard going through that transition because uh, like I said I'm thinking I'm supposed to be creating 24-7 I'm, I'm behind I'm not doing enough so um, it was just internal battle, battles me battling myself um, with making sure that I'm creating enough once I was able to beat that now whenever I do get the opportunity to sit down and create I'm, I'm thankful for it and I do what I can with it so it, it works out <laughs> <laughs> that's but that's good that you were able to, you know, like recognize the process in it. Because like I said, like that can be like very, very disheartening. You get what I'm saying? Because you go into something and you and you pick it up. That's just like well, I know like me speaking from my own like personal experience, like understanding that you do have a gift and you do have a talent. One, like finding that confidence and being able to walk in and being, you know, like this is who I am, like this is what I want to uh like create and and foster but then like understanding that you aren't going to be like nothing the only thing that's constant is change and so like kind of just getting in that space and understanding that like just but i i am not tied to what i create or do not create you know what i'm saying like that doesn't define who i am like just because i'm not motivated today doesn't make me a writer i mean doesn't not make me a writer it doesn't not make me a musician I mean, I think, like, that's something that all creatives struggle with, like, regardless of what you're creating. Um, I think that's that's the equal playing field that we're all on. It's, like, feeling like we are doing enough and our voice still matters and we're still making moves and we're doing all of this thing, all of these things but staying on our own time. So, you know, that we don't step outside of our own spaces and what makes us happy. 
Um, That's true. So I'm glad that you were like able to find that balance. Um, it took time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it took time. Yeah. But but once I once I got to the point where I, I understand well, I think it, it was more so acceptance for me. Right. Um accepting the fact that this is life now. And, yeah. and as opposed to as opposed to becoming depressed about it or beating myself up about it, how about I just use what I got? And once I got to that point mentally where I could say, okay, I'm just going to do whatever I got to do with what I'm given. That alleviated a lot of the depression and a lot of the stress because, you know, I'm not, I I really had to sit down and look at it like, okay, so I'm not about to get a divorce. Um, I'm not not about to put my my son up for adoption. Uh, So these bills ain't going nowhere. You know, so it's just just doing what you got to do. And and that once once I really swallowed that reality pill and said, okay, well, this this is what it is. Then let's let's use it for what it let's make it for what what it's worth. And everything starts changing. So, yeah, acceptance. Okay, that's good. And I think it's so I mean, then here you talk to like. Just, I feel like it, it may be the same way as like doing anything, like how you want, if you want to eat better, you don't adopt, you don't look at it as a short term thing. Like you have to understand that it's a lifestyle. Like this, this right. is like you're going to be working towards something every day and you have to right. count in the lows. Like, and I think sometimes we forget that to count in the lows. Like you, everything isn't going to always be an up. So to just, like you said, like accept life for what it is. And if creating is a part of your life, then just understanding that there are going to be times where you don't feel like it. Um, and just I don't know, just just being more open to the process. Um, so I want to know, like, who were some of your early musical influences? Like, what initially attracted you to music? Like, I know you said your father, um, he listened to a lot of oldies, and like that that is filled with soul, you know. So would you say that those people were your early influences? Um, and if so, um, do you have anyone that's in the hip hop community that were were your initial influences? Um, so as as far as music, hold on, hold on for. from from 
no limit or um, the, 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 the cadences and the smoothness of a Nate dog. You know, so all all of those things, all all of those people, I would say, were probably my early influences, Um, along with um, once I finally tapped in and and became aware of, because, again, I I was tied to Chicago. And so when I first got here, I was a note that Mississippi even had a scene, you know. Right. Um, but when I finally found out that it was a guy named, he was from Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi. And then over time, I started, once I started traveling and trying to do things on my own as far as music is concerned, I was introduced to a kamikaze. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So those, those guys on, on the up and up, I would say, would, would probably be um, influential to what it is that I was doing as far as how I created um, and what I created, you know. Um, Let's see, who else? St. Luna. Who? Every fan for for Nelly and St. Lunatics. Okay. When they had had they run their fourth ones and all that, you know. Right. Right, right. You know, it was really... And later on, I began to take influence from people like Ludacris and Twister and UGK and Ball and G and and, and, uh, T.I. You know, so I I think my introduction to hip-hop was a little bit more versatile first. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of got into, like the core with all the lyricists and people that's actually talking about something or, you know, um, that, and when I say talking about something as far as a relatable substance, I'm not saying that people don't be talking about it. And then I got into the Jay-Z, into Jay-Z, you know, and as far as what, what quality is. Right. So it was real, like even I think even in the people that influence you, you can even see the process of you, like you know, like making up what you were interested in, and like kind of like processing out like what was important, and it and it being right on time, because like you saying, like you got into the Jay Z's and you started to listen more to like the production of it, maybe. Um, to like making it more clean and more digestible. So like I, I think like your story does very well of like documenting like the process and of course like that's everybody but I think that you being able to articulate that you know is right is, right is beautiful um <laughs> so I want to know um so what are like what are some of your plans like as far as your music career because just even watching from afar I feel like that you're like hip-hop is good like rap is good but i feel like you're really interested in like the community of it of it all and and like um because i was watching your live and um you were sitting down with with dre and and jody like everybody before the show um and i watched it and i listened to you talk about like how important it is for your team to be on and that's kind of like 
was like what was the theme and like the exchange you know and like you being able to do something and show people and give people a stage a platform and it's not necessarily you giving it to them but understanding how important it is to bring people with you um, right and so like what are your plans like do you have any plans as far as like, like what are your future music career like what, what's your plans for them um well you you really you really nailed it like my <laughs> my my thing um behind even as far as my company black dollar entertainment um the purpose of me even creating face value and a brand yeah. overall right. was to be able to put people under that umbrella and kind of help them grow right. you know to get a better better understanding of what exactly they're attempting to accomplish right. a lot of a lot of the artists that and and I think it might be because I I know and understand that everybody doesn't have the mental capacity or the will to learn music business yeah so me knowing that Everything that I that I that I've learned, I, I took interest in it first, mm-hmm. and then I pursued the knowledge. So I've been recording myself as an engineer since 2005 mm-hmm. because I was curious as to how to make something sound like it sounds on the radio, and that led me to buying all kind of equipment and plugins and whatever to make sure that I'm able to make a competitive sound from wherever I am. The same thing happened with music business. I wanted to know why the people in the industry were making millions, millions and so, or so I thought, and I wasn't. So, okay, let me, it has to be something I'm missing. Let me read. So on and so forth. Most artists believe that all they have to do is make music, music. and they'll yeah. work. You know, it'll work. And true enough, even me, I I want to believe that. (laughs) I I want to believe that all I have to do is 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 make music and the 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 money will come with it, but that's not the case. So with me wanting to learn that, what what I've always believed in is there's no such thing as making someone making someone walk down the same path you walked and making them take as long as it took you to get the understanding that you have. I don't understand why people do that. I don't get that. I really don't get that. I don't get that. Because that's the point of you knowing it. Like, I feel like if you've had the privilege to learn something, like, who are you to say that because of your process? And then even to think about how growth works, right? You can't be a leader and not expect the people to come after you to be better. Like, that's the point of evolution. Like, that's the point of it all. So it's like, for you to assume or or for you to even take control and think that people have to have the same exact journey as you and, like, not try to help people. And that's just, that's insane. And I don't think those are leaders. Like, I I don't think you can be a leader and expect things to be stagnant after you. Exactly. Exactly. So that, that right there, what we just tapped on, that's the purpose for, for whatever it is that I do. Yeah. Uh, with my career that's the purpose of creating the exchange when I look at when I was coming up with the label that I started out with 
it was five to six venues in the city that you can go to every week mm-hmm. and perform your music mm-hmm. from 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 Wednesday to Sunday. You could be in the clubs somewhere where they either playing your music or allowing you to perform your music. Mm-hmm. Looking at the landscape now, right. it's not that. Is 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 there? There's no consistent thing let alone venue or Mm -hmm. event space that you can go to each week let alone month exactly to be able to work out and get your chops together learn how to network learn how to how you're supposed to act to the how you're supposed to treat the dj you know, to learn how you're supposed to treat your fellow artists because we not in competition with each other. We ain't got no money. <laughs> we try to get to the big league. Exactly. You, you know, so exactly. Okay. So um the, the point and purpose of, of what it is that I'm doing, eventually one day I have a, a brand and an entity where I'll actually be signing artists. Right. And, and bringing artists and saying, okay, now you sign into the company, but this is what we're giving you off top. We're not giving you no money off top, but we're going to put money into your whatever music that you present to us. If you think that is worth it, we're going to dump the money into it. Then once we recoup, we'll get a percentage of the publishing and you keep whatever we create from that. It's just going to be like a startup, basically. Exactly. Like, we help you get okay. We've accomplished, we've accomplished all of these things and this myriad of resources that it would take you ten years to to accomplish. We got it. Exactly. So we're gonna run you through them routes. If you think it's gonna work, we're gonna push the buttons and see if it works. You should get something from it. It should help you at least become a well-known name on a regional level, if right. not worldwide. Exactly. And it's, and it's that's, all about it's all about development. Exactly. They're almost like artist development, but a label, you know, yeah. because they don't really do artist development anymore. So um, that to me, that's the direction that I see myself going. I'll always make music. I feel like I'll always be uh, a writer. I feel like I'll, I'll eventually once I get to a point where my beats are sufficient enough, I'll always be a producer. Right. Um, but I just see it being um I just see myself being a vessel through it all. Um, My experience is to help somebody else that's coming along to help them do it bigger and better. And I have absolutely no problem with that. Yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Like, and I resonate with it a lot um, because that's exactly like the reason why I saw a need for like sip talk, you know, cause it's really, it's really all about community cause it's, and, and so when you say to like basically minimize people's journey, like if you can help in any way, because it's not like people in Mississippi, like we are doing anything different. It's just that people sometimes don't even understand their value. Like I I think like a lot of us in Mississippi, because of the negative connotations or the negative messages we are bred or like given, we're starting to like manifest those things. And so we just need people who are talking about the visionaries, like who are talking about the leaders and who are like really making moves because those stories are getting like 
swept under the rug about uh, over like stuff that we hadn't lived for like we hadn't had to had to deal with in years you know like all of these negative things and so it's just like the bad is kind of overcoming the good and like the people are becoming a reflection of that you know but it's it's not like we ever stop being like we we've never stopped creating like we've never stopped being innovative we've never stopped any of these things it's just that ain't nobody talking about it because right. nobody see no value in it and like I want like Sip Talk to be something where people can't see their value. Like it's a reflection of, of what we've been doing, you know? Um right. and so I really I see the importance of that and like you're saying, like people not having like because the thing about resources is that people don't even understand. A resource is a real thing because people don't even understand the resources that, the resources that they need. So, like, that's even step one. Like, you don't even know how to do better because you don't even know what you need access to. So, it's just, like, it's, and I think it's a, I think it's happening, like, right now. Like, I think we're in a, in a very tender age where, like, people are starting to understand, like, their value. And we got people like you, like, who seen a need and just, like, okay, I'm going to do it. You know, like, I'm going to step into it because people have done it, but people have given up. And I think that's kind of what it is. Like, people see the value in Mississippi, but still, like, it stops. You know, like, it just stops or, like, it get, it gets bought out or it gets destroyed, like, something like that. But we need legacy. Um, and I think, like, everyone is kind of in that process of, like, building legacy. So it's just so beautiful to, like, be standing in this place and like seeing all of this happen, you know. Um, so, oh, and I seen that you were, um, I seen your hashtag. Okay, I hope I don't sound like a, I just have to be on top of what people are doing though. No, you're <laughs> like, you're doing what you're supposed to do. Like, if, if, like, this is your lane, right? So, if this is your lane, like, you're doing what, what they're supposed to be doing on the industry level. You, yeah, you yeah. did your homework and you're working it. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm here for it. I, I don't feel no kind of way back. <laughs> okay, great. Because um, I see you. Okay, so I see you hashtag Black Dollars Matter. Okay? Um, mm-hmm. Beautiful. And so I wanted to know, because this is. Okay, because my original, so I went to Ole Miss, I got a degree in marketing and corporate relations, um, but being there just, it really wasn't nothing about the degree. It was really like coming into contact with like the network and understanding what I wanted to do. Um, so in my organization, like branding is just my thing, strategizing and like coming up and like expanding on ideas. You know, that's just kind of my thing, communications. Um so I seen you do Black Dollars Matter. So I wonder, like, are you planning on tying in some type of financial literacy with BDE? Like, I think that would be, like, dope as fuck, like, if you did that. Um, so, yeah, are you planning on doing it? Because your name Dollar. Get up. So, like. Let's see how I'm finna answer it. Okay, so. Um. Uh, Maybe. Okay. 